This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. You know what I listen to Hall and Oats, what I don't hear? What's that? Oats. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's it's a valuable part of the relationship, but given their lawsuits and all this stuff going on, I feel like Daryl Hall has the upper leg here. You hear more of him for sure, audibly. And and writing and the whatever else, you know, I don't know what that process looks like. Yeah. He got all the hype. <laughs> Not the hype, the height, uh, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. Other than being in Hall & Oates, which is a big accomplishment. Now, Oates had a great mustache. Oh, <clears throat> for sure. I don't know. Daryl Hall had Daryl's house and all this other stuff. What's Oates been up to? <clears throat> Just collecting residuals, yeah. I, I think, which is fine. Oh yeah, know. they had a great career. They, I, I have had. I yeah. hated their '80s stuff. I, I really hits. did. Lots of hits. The, I, I'm not. That's okay. Uh, that's like saying because it's popular, it's good. No, and, and I don't think that their stuff in the '70s was so much better than what they turned into in the MTV. Like era. Sarah Smile or something. Oh, Sarah Smile's fantastic song. Oh, it, I mean, there's just no doubt, uh, and you don't have to be, like have the first name Sarah. Yeah, you know, there were, like you go through that stuff, right, Tanya? Like uh, every Windy in the world is a fan of Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> so what is what? I don't. I guess I don't know their catalog sequentially to know what the difference between what you think is good and they all sound the same to me. Uh, they had they. I like it. What would have yeah. been referred to. As blue-eyed soul, that would have been the phrase okay. used then. Their R&B stuff from, like, I mean, to go from She's Gone to Sarah Smile to, like, Maneater. I, I mean, man, it was right. synth kind of, like, 80s pop stuff where they started as much more of an R&B soul kind of sound. Do you remember that? I do. I do remember. I just, I like all of it, kind of like Nick. She's Gone. It's, oh, my God. God, is that a great song? 1973. Sarah Smile was 1975. Uh, and then Man Eater was like that album that blew up in the 1980s, mm-hmm. mid 1980s. Uh, Private Eyes, Rich Girl from 1976. Hmm. Yeah. If you go back and listen, there's a there's a difference, right? Yeah, I think so. Now that you pointed out, I'm gonna have to to see. I think my taste at that age evolved with. Of course it did. So I probably didn't notice it. No, I I mean, that's retrospectively. You can see it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's why I like all of it. But again, my tastes were right with popular taste. (laughs) Were they really? Always? Yeah, always. Yeah, I've always been the exact opposite. I don't know why. Uh, It's kind of a burden. No, it it really isn't. You're swimming against the stream constantly (laughs) your whole life. You got a great lats. I'm easy to market by now. To. Uh, well, you know that's good to know. Yeah, How you doing this morning? I am doing great, despite the fact that it's a little dreary outside. Be careful. You know what? Fog it's, setting in. it's fog, but it's warmer. Yeah, I know. I didn't wear a coat. That's better than the ice. Yeah, for sure. It's that weather where it's been sub zero, so when it's in the 40s, it feels like summer. So no wear, doubt about it. Wear a coat. I don't know. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about leadership uh, with Tanya today because I, you're, you're such a leader to me. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, and, and, and I respect you so much in that regard. Uh, I, I was thinking about this, you, you know, during this election cycle, and, and, and we now have decided after two tiny, tiny mm-hmm. states and 
2.5% of the overall delegates have been handed out that we now have our race. This is crazy, right? It is. It is. It's not as data-driven as it is emotion-driven. Yeah, but but, but yeah. it's the data is so tiny. Exactly. It, we're going to say we don't care about 98% of the people that live in this country. We're going to make this decision after 2% of this country has decided. 2%. And, and I think it's also important to recognize the demographics of those two states. Very different. It's not reflective of, but of not the entire ref- country. No. And so it's, it's important to just see that and, and take a deep breath. I think that right now it's really important to just observe things and sort of check your emotions and observe what you're seeing. Are we able to do that anymore yeah. as human beings? We are Check able. our emotions? Yeah, we are able, but you I have to like be intentional. I feel like we just were fueled by that. <laughs> we are, and I think that it's really easy for people who, you know, in other aspects of their life are are very calm and intentional and, and, and do a good job of checking their emotions. And then when we get to politics sometimes that seems more difficult of late because it's become so emotionally charged okay that i'm challenging myself i literally have have been very thoughtful about this to step back don't react in internally with emotion or frustration or disdain about anything that i see and just pay attention and be an observer because at the end of the day i have a vote mm-hmm. and I will exercise my vote. It is not within my job to sort of sway other people. It's it's really counter to my personal role. Right. And my job is to is to represent my organization and work with everyone. I have a personal vote. Okay. And then at the end of the day, I need to pay attention and observe what's around me so that I can okay. thoughtfully do, respond. Do you react. do you feel like that vote matters? This is what I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree with anything you just said, other than the predetermined sort of nature of all of this. By the time Illinois rolls around, (laughs) you you know, uh, we used to, you know, think about Super Tuesday and all these benchmarks. And now we're deciding, like, literally what the ticket is going to look like before anybody has a say in it at all. Yeah. I think that our system um, isn't serving us well. I think there's been a lot of conversation about the primary system, and I don't think anybody disagrees and about how districts are drawn. And again, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're a red state or a blue, blue state, state. They all do the same exactly. thing. Exactly. So I think it would be very easy to sort of be skeptical of the process. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, it's foundationally dependent upon each person exercising their right to vote if they are eligible to do that. I feel like more and more, though, Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I don't want to be this way. This is not, I'm not role modeling for you here. I'm just being blatantly honest with you. I feel more and more like we have a lot less of a say in choosing them than they have in choosing us. Yeah. And I don't want to be cynical that way. I know. And I think that at the end of the day, you know, you've talked about it would be very easy for a computer-generated map to be to drawn up. There's no other business besides Correct. politics that wouldn't be doing this. I, I mean, clearly. And I think that the frustration lies in the fact that, you know, the people in power who benefit from these um, current maps and the way that we draw our districts, yeah. you know, don't want to change that, regardless of which side. No, we they have, don't, they're because they're, the mm-hmm. ones who are reds or who are in blue states are hoping to become a red state, and they can't tell the blue state not to do it because that's what they want to do if they get in power and sure. vice versa, right? Sure. And I, I look, I want to take you to a Texas mayor because I, this is where I think the true 
power is in your day-to-day life mm-hmm. and actually probably has 90% more impact on your day-to-day life is who's on your school board, who's yes. on your city council, who's on your park district board of commissioners. You know, these are the people that impact most of what you see, do, feel, think. Correct. Yeah. And a Texas mayor, you know, they've had all of this devastating weather there and they had a winter storm. I, I think it like 20 people died. Uh, millions were without power. And there's a place called Colorado City in Texas and and a mayor of about 4,000 people in that town who was so outraged that people were asking for help that he got on social media and talked about being sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout, blamed a socialist government. No one owes you or your family anything, nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times. Sink or swim, it's your choice. He, he th- This is the exact opposite. Now, he's quit, by the way, since all these comments came out. You, you know, this kind of stuff from the national level seems to be filtering down to the local level and it's incredibly disappointing. That's incredibly disappointing. You are elected to be a leader of these mm-hmm. 4,000 people that are being hit by a winter storm that Texas absolutely is not handle. I mean, can't handle, okay. isn't, you know, you know, their grid is a nightmare. Um, what do you mean you, you, you don't expect help? Well, I think that Sink or swim. He probably wouldn't be reelected. And that's where your vote does matter. And I think that you're highlighting the most important way to sort of counter the feeling of frustration or like your vote doesn't matter because your vote matters in local elections. And to your absolute excellent point, the local government and the local elections are the things that have the biggest impact. But, on your but will life. this continue to push down? This is my fear. Well, right, I think because that it we've could we've we gotten don't... to the point where like there's just this litmus test nationally, like whatever, whatever. I, I I personally believe that the majority of people, not the vast majority, but the majority of these people, the people in this country, would rather have option C in this presidential election cycle. I, I mean, completely agree. I, the majority, yes. Whether that's fifty point two, whatever mm-hmm. that that number is, and they're not going to get that choice because the system is set up to give you what the system is set up to give you. What I worry about, and I see people running for school board, you know, wanting to ban books and getting people's lives. That this stuff is filtering down to a local level, where really that's the last real choice you have in deciding leadership. Well, I hope not. And and here's why I think it's important. You know, if you're listening to this today and you're a level-headed person, run for something. Oh, Get but, but involved. why would they, though? Well, I, locally, I think that it doesn't have to be as difficult. Ask the mayor what her life is like. Right. Well, then it's up to us to try to encourage our neighbors to do better. Right. Um, and the mayor's not, by the way, telling you that only the strong will survive <laughs> and the weak the will perish, folks. God has given you the <laughs> tools to support yourselves in times like this. Um, but so it, it's almost like the ugliness of mm-hmm. national politics has filtered down to local and then the candidacy of local politics, when it gets that ugly, only attracts the people that don't mind all of the ugly. Right. And it pushes people out from participating. And we end up with what we have nationally at every local level. That's my greatest fear going forward. I think that's an appropriate fear. I think that our community has demonstrated a history of 
difficult city councils, yeah. long before school the na- yeah, difficult school boards, long before this happened at the national level. So I think some of that's human nature. Our community has also demonstrated um, a care and compassion for our neighbors and for one another. And I think really, you know, at a, at a level that's different than some other communities. And so I think that we're fortunate there and we need to really lean into that. Okay. Um, especially when um, outside pressures and, and things that are happening at the national level would, would lean us towards the contrary. I yeah. think that's when we, as leaders in the community and as neighbors at, at every juncture, need to you know find what we have in common with our with our neighbors yeah. and our fellow community members and remind ourselves of that and and pay attention to the discourse and try to step away from it and observe it i, I know and don't but, get but emotionally I, wrapped up it, in it. it's religion now it, I, I mean it, it, politics has become our national religion i i really feel like one way or the other so many candidates that are running to represent a certain mm-hmm. district, whether it's in Congress or a state rep or a state senate, are running on national issues that really, yeah. at the at the heart of things, they don't have any control over or any say in. Instead of like, I, who's fixing the potholes? The boring stuff. The boring stuff is what really matters to I us. I say potholes our, yeah. because we've had ice <laughs> and we've had trucks out there now. Yeah. Yeah. The boring stuff, though, is what really impacts our day-to-day life. And while it's not as flashy, um, that's the stuff that matters. And that's the stuff that I hope that, you know, locally we'll pay close attention to and then we'll talk about. And I think that, again, we all have so much more in common than what um, the media or social social media would, would try to make us believe. Here, here's what I'll throw up to you, and, I, and not to end the, the day on a, on a <laughs> cynical thought. No. but. Uh, Tyler Bass, which I, I could not have named this guy before the game on Sunday, right? Sure. I mean, just mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I'm not. I, I I was I Josh Allen. I'm a huge fan. I was going to be happy whether Kansas City won that game or Buffalo won that game, right? So I don't have any mm-hmm. buy into this. Um, I read a story where 442 people donated his jersey number, twenty two dollars to this. Uh, uh, pet uh, uh, cats in particular about adopting mm-hmm. and you, you know yeah. and I thought what a great human you know he misses the field goal and look at how these people support it then I read the story he had to deactivate all of his social media because of death threats and I mm-hmm. thought you know what there's a lot more of them than the $22 cat people except that story has caused a reaction and now Kansas City Chief fans and football fans all over the country are love donating that. I, I love that hopefully he'll see but that. are there enough of those people that I that is my is. there's <laughs> more of those people I don't oh no 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 <laughs> you can't definitively say that there are more people that are not giving him death threats than there are yes I mean, that's not really even up for debate. You're going all the way to death threats. I'm saying there's a lot in between nasty and death threats that Mm -hmm. you're not accounting for. Yeah. And And do you think there's more people that are going, that's okay, buddy, here's $22, than there are people that are, like, choke and die? I mean, honestly. But here's the the thing, and I'm not a a football expert, but by the time we're at the field goal, has there been a lot of failure on that field? (laughs) Yes. That's what the quarterback said. That that one play isn't the game. Okay, watch the documentary about the Cub Bartman, right? And you're telling me there are more people. I I mean, literally, they don't even remember how that played out. They had a whole other game to win the damn thing. I mean, the thing of it is that one is too many. 
and one gets the headlines. A mm-hmm. thousand gets the headlines. There are infinite amount of people that watch that game and are not wishing him dead. No. Even if they're going, oh, you suck, okay, you idiot. Yeah, all right, but, but, but you're saying that the line is wishing him dead. I'm saying there's a lot of ways to be mean and cruel and horrible not getting all the way to wishing him dead. And, and nice, the opposite, too. I, Correct. I just don't think it's even. I don't I think, think it's even close. The good example that he has set was deleting that social media. Oh. There was his wisdom. I know, but but he shouldn't have to. I wish not, but at least he showed us how to handle it. I mean, no one wants to go into protective custody. It's probably <laughs> the smart thing to do if you're wanted, but nobody's hoping for that. All right. I believe in the good. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. That's it for us. Hey, it's warm. I'm okay. Rain all you want. We got rid of the ice. I'm a thrilled guy. If you missed any of the show today, you can check out the podcast, Driven by the Bob Brady Auto Group. Anywhere you get your podcast, easiest way, just go straight to nowdicator.com. Tanya, as always, pleasure. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.